Welcome to this week's episode of The Political Snowfall. Tonight we're having Peck and Patriots as a guest. We're going to be talking about the vice presidential debate. Melt the snowflake. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing really good right now. Yeah, you watched the debate? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you watched it too? Yep. Yeah, I... Well, I'm open for questions. Well, first of all, I'm going to start off with who do you think won, and if you have an answer, not like the last debate where it was, there's basically no winner, uh, I wonder yeah. how much they won by. Okay. Um, yes, just really quick recap. Um, the episode we did with Liberty Guardians uh, had like, uh, was it seven or eight of us in there? Um, and the general consensus was, like you said, nobody really won that last debate. It was like two toddlers going at it back and forth. This debate was a lot different, honestly. It was a lot more professional. Uh, uh, there was really no interruptions. I think maybe if there was any, they were super justified, and it only happened maybe once or twice. Um, so very, very uh, good debate. I think that um, – I think it was – it wasn't a clear victory, like a you know above and beyond for either one. I think that Pence won – um, based on fact, uh, the popularity thing though, I think Kamala Harris won because she kept going to the emotional parts. Like with everything, it was all about the emotions and the emotional parts and yada, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. if we were looking at it as men objectively, uh, all oh, Pence won it all the way. But unfortunately we can't do that because you have, you know, soy boys and women watching it and, you know, appealing they're, they're taking that emotional appeal and going, Oh man, this is nice. And then versus you got most guys out there going, Pence won this all the way. Yeah, I saw Donna Brazil's uh, thoughts on the debate. And let me tell you, she thought that Kamala was absolutely great. She thought that Pence was just praising Trump the whole time. And the reason why Pence, in my opinion, at least I believe so, why he talked about Trump so much was because he's the vice president and they're asking him about Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there was that. And then there was also, too. Uh, from what I saw, was you had uh, Kamala Harris or Kamala, however you pronounce her name. Um, she got up there, and she was talking about Biden the entire time, too. Like, I don't know. I think she talked about Biden more than Pence talked about Trump. And I'm sure people can fact check and go, oh, well, Trump or Biden or Pence mentioned Trump once more than, you know, Harris mentioned Biden. It really doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Harris was talking about Biden and his policies the entire time. And honestly, I thought it was I thought one interesting aspect of the, of the debate was Trump was in, or not Trump, Pence was in the hot seat, not only for defending Trump because he was president, but also for defending himself on stuff that he's responsible for. And, you know, was the, the only thing he got Kamala Harris with was, oh, let's talk about your, your prosecuting record or, or your, your uh, senatorial record, because other than that, she hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that there were some other moments there when, uh, not necessarily that he called it out with facts, but where it's one of those, oh, damn moments, like with the, because you'd be in jail, like the, yeah, yeah, like the, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Yeah. (laughs) Man, she got mad about that. Yeah, he he did a really good job, in my opinion. Uh, Compared to the last debate, it was 
a lot better because you could actually hear their opinion. And all mm. the interruptions, as you said, there were very little. And the way that the interruptions that they had, they were done very politely. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, for candidates, yes. For the moderator, no. The, the moderator was honestly an annoying bitch. Sorry, I, am I allowed to say that on the podcast? Yeah, don't worry. It's fine. We believe free speech here. Okay. Yeah, the, the moderator was uh, just uh, an annoying uh, individual who obviously favored um, Harris so much more than Pence. Um, she was like one of the one of the things toward the end of the debate. Um, she she gave Pence 15 seconds to respond to like 10 different allegations against Trump and his administration. And he looks at her and goes, well, I need more than 15 seconds. And she goes, well, you can't have it. And then the next time when Harris got a response, she goes, okay, you have 30 seconds. I'm like, what? Did anybody notice that but me? Yeah, I noticed that there was uh, one time where she gave Pence a question, and it seemed like almost instantly she said that his time is up. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, yeah to that, me, that, happened, that happened a couple times, I thought. Yeah, there was one that I uh, I don't remember what the topic was, but it just made me immediately think, like, that was really quick. Mm -hmm. It could just be me. Maybe I'm not. I wasn't timing it this time like I was last time. But I I do I do want to say that it's been a lot more about the facts this time instead of just the insults and talking over each other. Yeah, that that was one thing that um, I think most of uh, people who are educated were expecting um, and were pleasantly surprised when it turned out this way was that this was going to be so much more of a professional uh, debate. Um, it was, it, it was definitely a lot of back and forth. One thing that bothered me a little bit was the, the people dodging the questions. Like when they're asking uh, Pence about abortions, I wish you would have said, yes, we're going to ban abortions because that's honestly that's what the Supreme Court's stacking up to is, yeah, we're going to ban abortions. And before anybody says anything, that's what each party does. They try to stack the court in their favor, which is wrong, and the justices should not have political parties. But regardless, both parties do it. Democrats do it just as much, if not more, than Republicans do it. And Republicans do it just as much as Democrats do it. Um, and I wish Trump – or not Trump. I wish Pence would have been very upfront and uh, would have said, you know what? Yes, we don't want abortion. We're not going to support it, and as soon as we get the opportunity, we're going to ban it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Harris, she kind of dodged the question. I wish that they uh, they did miss the end part of the question where it was about talking about your home state of like California and Indiana, I believe. And it was mm -hmm. something along the lines of, would you support banning abortion there? If Because if they overturn Roe v. Wade, it's not going to get rid of abortion. It's just going to leave it up to the states. Right. And um, think Yeah, I was, was going to say... I was gonna say a lot, a lot of the Bible Belt, Sun Belt, in the South in general, uh, they've already passed laws uh, banning it uh, after six weeks. Which, in case most people don't know, uh, most women don't know that they're pregnant until, you know, about or excuse me, uh, they passed they passed the heartbeat bans, which banned them, you know, between four and five weeks. Um, and most women don't even know that they're pregnant until, you know, six, seven, or eight weeks. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so, but yeah. I'm, yeah, just like you said, it's not, you know, it's, it's giving freedom back to the people. It's leaving it up to the states again. But I don't know if we'll ever get to see that. Yeah, the, 
it is kind of a tricky topic though with abortion because it, it it's basically asking if murder is okay to some people like you and me we're mm-hmm. we're both pro life to right. others they don't they don't see it as a life but if they prove that it's a life are they really going to say leave it up to the states because that could still technically actually not technically but actually mean murder yeah well you know, I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a great point right there is, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that it's important that we keep in mind. Um, I, Trump hasn't I mean, he's he's definitely he, he's pretty pro-life, but he hasn't put forth legislation and he hasn't been a super great uh, president in terms of social policies. In fact, he's been pretty shitty at social policies and excuse mm-hmm. my French there, but he has there's no other words to describe it. Um, he's promoted uh, LGBTQ agenda. He has promoted uh, homosexuals, you know, and all this other stuff. And I mean, if we look at it, he he the some of the policies that he's promoting are very uh, degenerate and honestly, policies that when enacted help destroy a culture. And I'm um, I'm very uh, constitutionalist, a very conservative based. Uh, I don't mean that in the modern term. I mean that in the old-fashioned term. Um, I have morals. I'm a Christian. I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say that these policies are fine and all this other stuff. I've seen a couple uh, other accounts post uh, during the debate. It's like, oh, I wish Mike Pence was a little more, you know, uh, a little more libertarian, and he had better views on homosexuality and all this other stuff. Trump picked Pence because Pence is a Christian man. Uh, he is a he's a gentleman. He is he's a very uh, smart, very eloquent individual who not only knows how to speak persuasively, but also is above the point of any type of rebuke. And I think they picked Pence because he balances out Trump. And where Trump is failing as president, Mike Pence is having to go behind him and try to fix it. Now, of course, Mike Pence is not president. And the debate tonight, you know, was was just kind of trying to have a feel for where the administration was away from the actual uh, people who are running for office. Um, and I think that Mike Pence did a really, really good job of solidifying that the Trump administration, even with all their faults, because they do have a lot of faults, um, is, is still very pro-American versus the the democrat side liberal side is very anti-american and i think that he really drove those points home even though like i said i wish he would have been a little bit more aggressive but i do think that this debate was it was a good debate it was very professional and in the end i think pence did exactly what he wanted to do to get points across to the american people Mm -hmm. honestly i'm not sure if they're ever going to be really be able to determine a winner because usually people that are Republican or Democrat, they're they're going to side with their candidate no matter what. And I do want yeah. to, I do want to highlight the fact that Trump, not not Trump, Pence, he called out Kamala for dodging the question on the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was I was happy he did that. Um... Uh, he and and that, and that was one of those things where he really took a stand and he made a point um, to show that the that Harris 
dodged the question. And and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he even said, for the record, I just want everybody to know that she's not answering the question. And then he added, maybe Biden will in the next debate. Yeah. And I, I really like how he did things. He did things very, very polite. And compared to last debate with Trump and Biden, a lot of people said that Biden, he spoke more to the American people than Trump did. And I agree with them there. And I think that in this debate, I think that Pence, he really reached out to the American people. He called the moderator by her name. He did it in a very polite way. Anytime he had an issue with Kamala, he, he just said so very calmly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I like that about him, but I think that's that's what is making the the quote unquote winner of the debate uh, still kind of foggy. Is if he is because anybody that watched it could see Kamala Harris was uh, patronizing him. He, she was talking down to him. She was almost treating him like a little kid who was talking during kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you could see Pence get kind of annoyed at that. But he didn't – he never said anything. And I think that if he would have been a little more aggressive and a little less calm to where people, like, understood and knew he had a good backbone, um, I think he would have made a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, Kamal was pretty annoying. She – Especially that quote that she made, she said, uh, I will not be lectured by the vice president. That that just came across as very annoying to me. Yeah. And it, yeah. She, she's been lectured, you know, too. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and, and I think it's I think it's important to say, too. Um, and, of course, when you talk to people about this, they kind of get like, oh, this guy's one of those people. You know, it's just doomsday type stuff. Um, but but I think it's very prudent to note, or prudent to note, that our country is on the precipice um, of another war, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean like a little you know two day riot type war to where you have anarchy. I mean like an actual war. Um, I think that both sides are pretty fed up with the government uh, for different reasons, and I think that we're really we're really starting to see, especially uh, from the Democrats, also Trump too. Uh, I've never seen Pence do it, but the Democrats and Trump are both pandering to yeah. minorities. They're pandering to people. And for example, during the debate, they asked both candidates or both both VP candidates about Breonna Taylor. Well, uh, looking at the facts, uh, according to the legal documents produced, uh, Breonna Taylor shot at the cops, according to grand jury documents. She shot at the cops before they returned fire. There had been a dead body found in her car a year a, a year previous. She was dealing drugs. She was dating a guy that was dealing drugs. She had she had not been an EMT for a while, and you know they're asking Pence, well, you know what's going on with that? And Pence dodged the question. He didn't even answer it. If I wish he would have said, you know what, it doesn't matter the color of her skin. Look at what she did, and then tell me if you wouldn't have done the same thing. I, like I said, I think he was way too laid back. If he'd been a little more aggressive, especially on those type of topics, um, it would have been better. But going back to my original point, uh, our country is on the, the, the precipice of another war. And Biden gets elected, we'll go over the edge that much quicker. If he doesn't, we're still going over the edge. It'll just be a little slower. 
And yeah. I think that um, the ideas and I think that the the talking points that they're given to these candidates are honestly, they're worthless. I mean, they're worthless. Everybody knows their plans. Everybody knows their policies already. They've been spouting off, uh, you know, of these policies and plans for the past two years. Um, even before, the, you know, the Democrats started having their primary, the Democrats were com- campaigning way before then, um, you know, when Trump first took office, honestly, is when these Democrats started campaigning. And I think that the American people are putting way too much stock in these debates. Um, I'm just I'm watching them for the fun of it. And I'm watching them to gain insight onto, you know, and for this one is Pence, you know, strong enough to where if anything happened to Trump, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah, you know, because I, I do think Trump is probably on some kind of hit list because people hate him that much. Yep. Yeah. Um, back to what you said about does he have the strength to run as to be the president? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he is going to be like Teddy Roosevelt because he once said, "Speak softly, but carry a big stick." Yeah. And yeah. Th- that I really agree with because it's 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 showing that you you can be polite in a debate. You'll be very mature, but you'll always be ready for when shit hits the fan. Yeah. You know, and, and I think um, I think there were a lot of opportunities where Pence could have really driven, you know, uh, really driven the nail home, driven the point to the American people, uh, especially when uh, Harris came after uh, Trump for not supporting the American troops. And then Pence hit back with, I have a son who's a captain in the Marine Corps and I have another son who's deployed with you or son-in-law who's deployed with the U S Navy. Um, Trump is not against the American servicemen at all. And I wish he would have gone on to say, um, and in attempts to make Trump look bad because she said that Trump had said that U S soldiers were suckers and losers, which has been proven numerous times not to be true. If, if Pence would have just stuck in there, the video clip, the video clip of Joe Biden, right? Exactly, of Joe Biden saying they're stupid bastards. Yeah, that's something that. that I... Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that just would have brought the debate down. I mean, that would have been that'd have been one of those boom moments, and then he just gets gets up, walks off, and everybody's like, "Pence won." That was it. Pence won. Yeah, I was. That, that was what I wanted to talk about in the last debate, also, because as soon as I heard that military thing, I was getting really hyped for Trump to call joe biden out for calling the military stupid bastards i was getting really mm-hmm. hyped but he took the time to answer another question and he later he later came back to it and he called them out for it but it wasn't as exciting right and i, I well, do wish Pence called him out for the stupid bastards quote oh yeah and you know what? another thing to remember too is these guys are jockeying for a political position um i tr- they're, they're gunning for the minorities is what they're doing. And they're not because America is a vast majority or a vast majority, a white nation. Mm-hmm. Both sides are totally ignoring that. Both sides are going, oh, let's talk to the 13.4 percent, according to the FBI statistics that were released this year for 2019. 13.4 percent of the population is black. You got the Hispanic population. I can't remember how much that makes up. But you're basically going for 20% of the population, and you're pandering to them. And you're ignoring the 80% of the population out there. 
or more, it might be more than 80%, I don't know, that is white or Asian that can actually think without getting pandered to. And now, because they're doing that, you're having some of the minorities get kind of mad because it's almost like they're being treated as special ed kids and going, oh, hey, I need your vote. When in reality, their vote doesn't mean anything at all. And if that hurts to say or if that hurts for people to hear, then it should hurt you. Votes, the only votes that matter in a presidential election are the electoral college votes. Okay, that's all that's mattered in presidential elections. We don't have a we don't have a democracy. It's not 51, 49 percent split. We have electoral college, which means states vote. And then whichever one wins the state, that's the way their electoral votes go. If the electoral uh, college representatives so choose it or they can cast their own vote for their candidates. There's been multiple times states have split electoral votes and for Trump and Biden to both be pandering to minorities and ignoring the majorities, and then going out and calling the majority of the military, which is white because it's the majority of this country, uh, stupid bastards, as Joe Biden put it, you know, and then Trump totally ignoring that and not bringing that to people's attention is just further examples of them pandering and going for the minorities versus people whose vote is actually going to decide the election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really wish they talked about that a lot more, but they, they also ended up bringing up George Floyd into this. And Kamala Harris, she said, I, I, I'm not going to get the exact quote correct, but she started, she did the same thing with what the media did and what BLM did. They painted him as some sort of angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. Said, uh, yeah, uh, about the time she said, um, oh, if they didn't put the hold on him, he would have lived. Yeah. And he he would not have lived. I, I'm just going to put that out there. And it's not because he didn't die from from getting strangled or from any anything like that. No, I, I'm pretty sure he died from fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Because... Oh, he, he did. He had fentanyl in the system. He had uh, mm-hmm. methamphetamine. He had meth in the system. Uh, and he either had cocaine or heroin, too. Yeah, I heard that he had meth in his system. Uh, I did yeah. hear he had COVID. I know that. So uh, yeah. I'm wondering if he got counted as a COVID death. You know, that, that'd be interesting to find out. I mean, who, you know, he didn't even die from a cop. He died of COVID. I mean, guys, let's be honest. That, that's what the death toll is anyway. He died of COVID. He didn't die from a boot or drugs, nothing. He died of COVID. Yeah. I mean, if a guy who was riding a motorcycle and he got into a crash died from COVID, uh, I'm pretty sure that George Floyd didn't die from COVID. I'm pretty sure he didn't even die from fentanyl. I'm pretty sure he died from COVID then, at least according to the experts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, she she painted him to be this angel, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was really hoping that Pence didn't talk about uh, George Floyd that much, and I'm happy that he didn't. Not because I think that it, it would have been bad to say it, but it would probably a lot of people still think George Floyd is innocent. Oh yeah, he he's he he's some kind of a black angel who's floating up there in the clouds, strumming a harp, got his wings and probably a little bit extra because he got killed by a by a blue coat. You know, I mean, of course they ignore all the drug activity, they ignore his present sentences, they ignore that he held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach to her unborn baby while his buddies robbed their her house. I mean, they then, ignore all that part and they paint him as some kind of freaking black angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was he was arrested a few times for drugs. I know that, but mm-hmm. people also ignore this. And 
have you ever kind of choked yourself a little bit or anything like that? Have you ever had your air cut off from you? Because when you do, I'm yeah. pretty sure that you cannot you cannot speak. Uh, you can, but not to the extent that Ford was able to. Um, it it comes out more like uh, gasp, and it's very uh, it's very hard to make out any yeah. type of what. Yeah, and also that's another thing that that uh, I want to highlight. He was saying that I can't breathe before he was even on the ground. He was saying that when they got him in the car, then he came out the other end. Right. So it, let's say that his the cause of death was asphyxiation, all right? Mm-hmm. The question is what was causing it, because clearly something was happening before uh, Shalvin got his knee on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> he was having a reaction to the drugs. Oh, wait, yeah. sorry. That's not the popular narrative. Oh, uh, he was... Okay. Huh? Am I, yep. Had to be COVID. He couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah. You would imagine. Mm-hmm. You would imagine. It just, yeah. I don't know, man. It just, it just, it cracks me up why this guy still brought up over and over and over and over again. It's, it's because, it's because he's black. If that had been a white dude, you would not have heard anything about it in the, in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then of course, you know, let's not even talk about all the other deaths that this guy caused because everybody else was rioting and looting and burning down stuff and acting like the animals what their ancestors were back in Africa. You know, of course, but, you know, nobody's going to talk about that because it paints blacks in a very uh, unfavorable light, acting like freaking animals. But that, I mean, that's that's what the ones that are participating in the riots and quote unquote peaceful protests were acting like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing that people ignore, though. All right, so they're saying that they're saying that he couldn't breathe, and that we should ban chokeholds and all that other nonsense. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about banning chokeholds is you're making the job of the officer harder for them. Not saying that, uh, not saying that officers don't do bad things at some time, sometimes, but Mm -hmm. well, yeah, it's. It's kind of hard to talk about though because chokeholds, they're they're really good at detaining people. I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. I've been I've been practicing martial arts for years. They're a pretty effective way to detain people. Mm-hmm. And just because George Floyd supposedly died from the knee on his neck, which I'm pretty sure that most people know that's false now at least. Well, I mean, hopefully they do. In today's yeah, media, you never know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that they're not going to release the autopsy either. But I'm telling you, though, once uh, um, Chauvin's probably going to get freed, he might he might get jailed for attempted murder, but it will not be murder because we have a pretty good court of view. All he has to do is prove that it could have been something else that killed him, and he's safe. Right, well... I mean, not only that, he doesn't have to prove anything. Burden of proof's on the prosecution. Um, yeah. But in saying that, he's going to walk because he's been overcharged. They charged him with first-degree premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. And there were four other guys right there. So, I mean, the charges don't are not even going to stick because they, they, exceed, they exceed the scope of the crime. It wasn't even, – even if there were no drugs involved, it would not have been premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but, but the other thing too, and of course, 
the right the right side's fixing to uh, get pissed at me. But the other thing too is um, we have an issue in this country because this country has a very militarized police force. Okay, yeah. the police force was never meant to be militarized. I mean, I think everybody's seen probably the Andy Griffith show. At least I hope everybody's seen the Andy Griffith show. But cops are supposed to be like Andy Griffith and Barney Fife. Of course, maybe not all the way like Barney Fife. But, I mean, they're supposed to be friendly. They're supposed to be out in the population. You know, they weren't supposed to be um, almost these uh, communist enforcement figures on if you wear a mask, oh, you're going to go to jail. Or grabbing a mom from a high school football game or middle school football game because she took her mask off. I mean, that's not what cops were ever supposed to do. And it has gotten to be where that they're very over-militarized. And so I understand why there's such a distrust in cops. I know I, I know cops personally, and the ones I know personally are really good people. They're, they're good guys. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, I also know that's not all of them. And that badge is almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card for them unless you got it on video, which is honestly a terrifying thought. Um so I understand why people don't like cops. Be honest, I really don't like cops. I don't like the idea of all these BS laws on the books might get enforced by a guy, you know, that doesn't like me because something I post on here or, you know, whatever it could be. Um, but I, I do think that stuff like chokeholds and everything thing like that, I mean, they've already got regulations for them, so they, they don't need to regulate them more. But I think that they need to be, uh, discouraged in training, and I think these cops need to go out in plain clothes if need be and talk to people, get to know people, you know, n- not be this badge and have some kind of power trip like a lot of them do, but you know, be part of the community. And then you won't even have an issue like with chokeholds and all that other stuff if they did that. Yeah, I wish that, uh, in the debate, I wish that they talked a little bit more about guns, but that, that's a whole nother topic. Uh, I'll save oh. it for a uh, I, I did want to say one thing, though. So you, you've you've obviously seen that Trump has COVID and a lot of liberals, you've been seeing them say, I hope he dies. He should have worn a mask. Yeah. So they're 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 also saying if you don't wear a mask, it's basically assault. So since George Floyd did have COVID, could you argue that him not wearing a mask was putting other people's lives in danger? Yeah, I, uh, according to their logic, you could argue that. um by him struggling with the police officers and refusing to uh, go peacefully, he was, in fact, committing aggressive assault on the police officers and putting numerous other people around him in danger, and whereas his murder would be justified according to uh, liberal logic. Yep. If, if, if he was a white guy. If he was a white guy. Black guys do no wrong. But if he was a white guy, yeah, his death would totally be justified by liberal logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just their logic is so flawed that they use. It it does not work. It it just it only applies for a few people. In fact, I don't remember what state it was and or if it was just a city. I think it may have been over in Seattle, but they said that only white people had to wear masks. <laughs> well, I. I don't want to get too much into this because this podcast is uh, from what yeah. you told me it's supposed to be over the debate, but yeah. you're, you're seeing um, 
you're seeing being white, you're, you're seeing racism is what you're saying. People want to call it reverse racism, yada, yada, yada. It's racism, pure and simple. If you got white skin, mm-hmm. they're coming after you. And that's one of their selling points, kind of bringing it back to the debate with that. That's one of their selling points right now is by using so much race because they're like, oh, we have two old white men in office, you know, and we need to vote for a black woman who's really not black. And, you know, of course, an old white guy uh, to be back in office. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's ridiculous because if white people say, if a white person ever said, I don't want Obama in office because he's black, oh man, he would be crucified in today's media. I mean, this guy, I mean, he'd be doxxed, he'd be crucified. But, you know, liberals can say, oh, I don't want a white person as my president. And it's fine. It's, it's, you're, seeing, you're seeing racism more than ever. And it's, it's honestly, it's unprecedented. It is. Yeah. Th- that's something else I wanted to talk about. So they want the minority to control basically the majority. Mm-hmm. So the problem with this is that they also want to get rid of the electoral college, and right. which is to a d- democracy. Mm-hmm. So, well, <sighs> man. See, if I if I want to if I'm going to say what I want to say, anybody that listens to this is going to get really mad at me and really mad at you for having me on your podcast. Um, let me try to phrase it in a way to where it, it doesn't get either one of us uh, in trouble. If you break down, um, if you break down the population in this country, right? Um. They're not. They're not wanting to swap this country to a pure democracy yet. Uh, they eventually do, but if they did right now, it'd backfire on them. Mm-hmm. What yeah. they want to do is they want to increase electoral votes in states like uh, Oregon, Washington, uh, California. They want to give electoral college votes to wash more to Washington D.C., to Maine, to Massachusetts, to New Jersey, to New Hampshire, to Rhode Island, to Delaware, Pennsylvania. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, you know, like all these northern states, Ohio. Um, I mean, you've got all these northern states. And of course, people are going to go, people are going to go, man, I, I can't believe this. Um, but going back, it's always been north versus south um, in terms of policies. And the southern states uh, usually uh, vote conservative. They usually vote uh, for principles, and uh, if uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to snuff out the southern states, which is why you're having so many people move down south from northern states and western states. Um, so, so uh, originally they're trying to their end goal is to swap us to true democracy, but have enough people spread out with the aid of illegal immigrants and others yeah. to make most citizens stuff totally invalid but then you've also got um they can't do that in the short term so they got to change stuff little bit by little bit to make it long term so they're going to try to do the electoral college they're going to try to flip the women vote as a whole they're going to try to increase their votes in minorities and try to you know increase all this other stuff and you know their end goal is democracy but hopefully we'll have a war before that happens mm-hmm yeah, that, 
that's another thing I wanted to highlight, though. So they they really want to get rid of the Electoral College because Hillary Clinton lost the election, but she won the popular vote. Now, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. If you take away all the illegal immigrant voters, all the polling stations that that had a... I'm not sure if you saw the videos, but they had they had polling stations that would not let them vote for Trump. Yeah. If they took away those votes, if they took the, away the dead voters, if they took away the people that voted more than once, do you think that might flip the popular vote in Trump's favor at all? No. Um, I think that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Um, I think that if you take a, I think it would have been a whole lot closer within maybe... Um, you know, half a million or so instead of the three million she wanted by. Um, and I'm talking, you know, like I said, I'm talking popular vote. But if you look at the maps, um, Hillary Clinton won a huge percentage of the women or the, the woman vote, the minority vote. Um, and a lot a lot of the sword boy white guy vote. Um, Trump hugely won the educated vote, people that graduated college um, and were working. He won that. He won that class a thousand percent. I mean, he he there was I mean, the it was so high. It, every state, if it would have been based on if somebody had, been a, had a college education and was working and was married. Or was in a is in a traditional relationship. The entire country, including California, including Washington D.C., including Massachusetts, all these other states, the entire country would have gone red for Trump. The issue is the the amount of people doing that is decreasing so far that you know even if uh, you took away, like you were saying, all the illegal immigrants, all the you know, voter fraud and all this other stuff. I still don't think you would own the popular vote because you've got the Democrats uh, running on nothing but emotion. And when you run on nothing but emotion, you automatically get all the women because their brains, the way they're wired. And if you mm-hmm. don't believe me, fact check me with any science institute you want. But the way their brains are wired, it is it's it's for an emotional response. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, so the women are almost always going to vote Democrat because they talk a big game, even though they don't do anything. They talk it. So you've got the women's, you know, wearing the bleeding hearts going, OK, we're voting Democrat. You got minorities because the Democrats are giving them handouts. So you've got a war on the white, straight, Christian, traditional population of America that we're losing because they've got the school systems. They've got the media. They've got every single thing except the guns that we can use to defend ourselves. And if a white guy goes out with a gun and tries to defend himself at a courthouse, he's a terrorist. You know, I mean, there's, there's a no win situation. I don't think that uh, Trump would have won the popular vote in 2016, uh, but I don't think Hillary would have won it by anywhere near it as much as she did. Mm-hmm. All right. There's uh, two more things I want to talk to you about the whole race issue. Then I do want to kind of move on to more about the debate. Right, so I want to I want to talk about this. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, with the Breonna Taylor case, the cops had a no knock warrant, but they knocked anyway. Correct. 
All right. And then the other yeah. is this. This is not necessarily proven to be fact. For all I know, it could be made up. But my friend, he told me today that on one of his tests, it was talking about, it was trying to compare black people, not black people, but black people with their uh, rights, their freedoms in the 60s and 50s. And it was trying mm-hmm. to compare it to nowadays and trying to say that they're still alike. And does that does that make you lose faith in the education system that we have? I, I'm sorry, let me rephrase uh, that. Does it make I, you restore any faith? Because I know that you've probably lost it all. Yeah, I was, um, thankfully, uh, I was homeschooled uh, all the way, preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school. Uh, the, I attended a very, uh, prestige, um, public university, uh, in Georgia and it was very liberal and just hearing, of course, I had a lot of friends that went to public school. So I got to hear, you know, all the garbage that went on and everything, but going to a public university coming from homeschool background to where I was educated, I was very well educated by my parents. Um, I love to read and I educated myself even more than my parents educated me because I just, I love reading history. I love soaking it in, which I'm so glad I did because that's a baseline for anything you go into. And just going to a public university and personally seeing stuff like you're talking about. I mean, they're they're teaching college classes on that garbage. Um, They're saying blacks are still oppressed. They're saying, you know, all this other stuff. Women are still oppressed. You know, women earn, uh, what is it? Like, uh, 73 cents for every dollar a man earns, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. First yeah. of all, that's been debunked a lot. I'm not going to go into that. I'm just saying it's totally false. A woman, a woman actually makes roundabout for the same job in corporate America, $10,000 more a year than a man makes now. Mm-hmm. And fact checkers go fact check me to your heart's content because it's there in black and white from every data you can find. Another yeah. thing is – um, talking about race, I think Mo- Morgan Freeman, liberal actor, liberal actor, right? He said mm-hmm. it, but he got so annoyed with people asking him about, about race all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they ask him, how do we stop it? How do we stop it? How do we stop it? He goes, stop, stop talking, talking about, it. about it. Yeah, exactly. He goes, stop talking about it. If you stop talking about it, it will go away because a man is not born racist. No man is born racist. No man is born disliking somebody because of the color of their skin. As a kid, dude, it was cool to see another little kid that was black or one that was yellow or one that was tan. You know, I'm white. I'm pale white. You know, to me, growing up, those guys were awesome. You know, I mean, their skin just made them that much cooler to me. But the more and more people talk about racism, the more and more people talk about blacks, whites, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the more and more you understand it's not the people. It's the cultures that are so different. And the black culture is different than the white culture. And the black culture is the one that promotes ideas and ideologies that are opposite of what white culture promotes. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you have white people, which I think they're doing this just so they can retain their power, going into public schools, going into public universities – promoting all this other you know promoting all this stuff and trying to stick it to the white traditional christian families rewrite history diminish and demolish any type of uh legacy or honor that their ancestors had and just turn it you know into nothing so i mean just answering your question super short after all that 
I got no faith in public school anymore, man. <laughs> if anybody comes out of there smartest because they educated themselves or their parents, did it. one of the two. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. It, it's nothing but indoctrination now. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to what you were saying about the women, they make more than men. I remember hearing something about Google. They were saying a lot of women or feminist employees, they were saying that men make more than them. So Google, they did some math because they said that men already make more than them. So they paid women Mm -hmm. extra. So they wanted to check this and see how much they should pay women extra. And they actually found out that they're paying women more than men. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was hoping that the men would demand equal pay, but I don't think that happened. Yeah, and Tucker Carlson, he he highlighted this too on his uh, show. He was talking about how women... They're not wanting to be with men anymore because they're not ma- because they can't find men that make the same money uh, as much money as they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, with that, you got to think that's part of the whole uh, uh, traditional slash uh, modernism type cultures is, mm-hmm. you know, tr- traditionalism has gender roles. Um, it's how we're by you know, created is it's biology. It's, it's imp- implanted in our brains and our souls. Women. All honesty, they want to stay at home and have kids. And any woman that tells you they don't is because they're single and because they're not married or they're not in a good marriage and they don't have any kids. Any woman that's in a good marriage wants to stay home with her kids. That's just – that's how it goes. They might want to work a little bit too. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But they want to be mothers. They want to be wives. They want to stay home. And the the – the, the women back then, the, the small, tiny, minuscule group that had such loud mouths, mm-hmm. you know, that wanted all these yeah. equal rights and all these other stuff. Yeah, they were destroyed. Well, it's, it's, they definitely did that, but it's not just that. They destroyed culture because now they're competing with men. So they're getting mad because, I'm sorry, if you line up a man and a woman, a man's going to win. 9.9 times out of 10, or excuse me, 9.99 times out of 10. Women can't do it physically, they can't do it emotionally, and they can't do it mentally. Sure, some jobs like secretaries or uh, ty- or what used to be typists or telephone operators or stuff like that, sure, because men aren't going to want to do those jobs. But stuff like construction, stuff like uh, corporate management, banking, military. stuff like oil rigs, military, I mean, they can't, they cannot compare to a man. And you know, I had a I had a guy. I was just watching the video one time, and he he phrases very well. He said, "If you put a woman in the military, and then I, th- I believe this was a retired Navy SEAL that said this. I was reading his book. He said, if you put a woman in the military, sure, she's going to be able to beat a couple guys. Like there's there's no problem because they're weak guys. They're soy boys. You know, they shouldn't be there in the first place." Yeah, but sure. If you take if you take the best woman, put her in there. Yes, she's gonna be she's gonna beat some guys. Mm-hmm. But if you take the best guy, the best soldier, that's a man, and put him up against whatever the women come come up with is their best, he is going to out vastly outperform her in every single thing that they're doing. He's just taking it all the way. There's no way they can p- compete. There's no way they can compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. They, they keep on saying equality, equality, but th- they never fight for this, right? So I think you, you know who Bill Burr is, right? Yes. 
I remember one time he was talking about why men make more than women. Of course, we know that this isn't true, but he, he's a comedian, so he probably doesn't research this stuff like we do. But he was right. He's reason, making jokes. Yeah, he was saying that the reason why men make more than women is because if there's a Titan, uh, if they're on a Titanic, he has to stay and she gets to leave. And that, yep. that's the same thing with the military, though. The, if yeah. there's a war, men get drafted. Women get women do not get drafted. I, I don't see feminist fighting yeah. for that. And the thing no, is, no, it's, well, yeah, it's because the whole idea of feminism is is they want the um. They don't want the consequences of equal treatment. They want the benefits of equal equal mm-hmm. treatment. And there's no such thing as equal treatment if you don't have both. Yeah, that, that's that's something that he also said. He said that they look at a man's life like it's a buffet. They get to pick and choose what qualities they want or what privileges they get. And mm-hmm. so back to the war type thing. Now, I might get a little bit – I might get some hate for this. But a lot of people, they say, well, when it comes to women joining the military, we should lower the standards because they're women. Well, sorry, but war doesn't care what's between your legs. You got that right. Well, that, you know, and also with that, too, uh, I mean, Melted, you got to think. China's not doing that. North Korea's not doing that. Russia's not doing that. Russia's probably got the best military in the world right now because they trained them the old-fashioned way. They don't lower standards. And if you can't cut it, you're out. Mm-hmm. You know, the U.S. doesn't do that. If you can't cut it, they'll drop the standards for you or assign you to a different unit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that women should be in the military at all, but I'm saying that if they can't compete with the people that we're sending out there, they should probably, I think every man, woman in this country should learn how to defend themselves, whether they're in the military or not. But exactly. And, you know, just kind of like a bridgeway back to the debate, too. That's what Kamala Harris is promoting, especially as her old high and noble uh, gesture of trying to defend the military from the likes of Trump. One thing she forgot to add is our military is getting stronger because Trump banned transgenders. Yep. He needs to ban women and homosexuals from combat units, first of all. He needs, I think, in my opinion, he needs to ban them both from the military in general and just have actual good men in the military. I don't think he'll do that. That's what he needs to do. But regardless, when he banned transgenders, Military's performance started going up some more. Mm-hmm. You didn't have you, – you started having better unit cohesiveness because you didn't have to worry about some lady boy out there just acting weird and, you know, just mm-hmm. causing such an issue in the unit. Yeah, it, it's not a – you know, and it's, – It's not a violation of the rights to join the military. Join the right is not a mili- the part of the Constitution. It's not, it's not a right. It's a privilege. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but you, you can uh, finish. No, no, no. I mean, dude, that was a great point. And that's another thing, too, is it's an honor to serve and it's a duty to serve. But like you said, it's you. that's not a right. That's not something that everybody gets or has to do or gets to do. Um, that's one thing that I think Harris was trying to trying to get out there. She was like, you know, we got to get more women in there and yada, yada, yada. It's BS. It's like, sure, if you want to make it a social club. There's a reason why there hasn't been a female Navy SEAL yet. And there's a reason why, because there's a female Special Forces operative now, they had to drop standards for her, something that all the Special Forces, Green Beret soldiers, were hugely against. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and Kamala Harris is over there going, oh, I'm a champion of feminism. It's like, okay, but nobody wants that, or at least nobody with a head on their shoulders wants that. And, you know, and, and that's another reason I don't see the U.S. – 
not taking that plunge off that uh, that cliff is because, you know, those voices that are the loudest right now, they don't speak for the rest of us. You know, borrowing some words for Ronald Reagan, they don't they don't speak for everybody. They don't speak for the rest of mm-hmm. us. There's a lot of people out there that still would rather die on their feet and live on their knees. And and I think that's why, you know, there's been such a support for Trump is because he's one of those people that takes no prisoners, he hits and he doesn't apologize for it, whether it's right or wrong. And I think people have gone so long with wanting a type of man to lead this country like that, that at this point, they're taking Trump, regardless of what he's doing in the White House, regardless of how he's infringing on rights, is because people need that leader. Honestly, dude, if Adolf Hitler was running now, I'd hate to say it, but if Adolf Hitler was running for president, he would probably be more popular than both uh, Hitler, Biden, and then of course, you know, Pence and Harris. Adolf Hitler would probably be more popular than both of them because if you look, he was a very um, charismatic type of leader. He was an evil man. I'm not saying he wasn't. But when he got elected, he wasn't in charge of concentration camps. He wasn't, you know, doing all this, which all that may or may not be propaganda. But he wasn't doing all the bad stuff he was doing, executing civilians, executing enemy soldiers. He was. He was a very strong nationalist, and he didn't back down. And, and that's that's what people want Trump to be, you know. But he, Trump, he's pandering right now. He's he's not the same guy he was in 2016. And I think, you know, that's why everybody was looking at Pence tonight mm-hmm. because everybody, you know, uh, like we were saying earlier, everybody was wanting to see what type of guy Pence was in case something happens to Trump because it's, it's a very real possibility with COVID or with assassination or something like that. Yep. Yeah, and one of the things I wanted to highlight, though, back to the military topic. Uh, So this is kind of a quote from Trump, but women want to get into the military, some do at least. And I I think Trump said it best. He he says, you'll get paid the same, you'll get paid as much as a man if you do as good a job. So I'm going to say, all right, you can join the military, but you you have to do as good a job as they can. And let me tell you, you, it's, it's, it's not really likely. Right. And that and raise the standards back to how they used to be, too. That's another big thing is they're so low right now. Get them back to where they were at World War Two and see how many of the guys have to drop out because they can't cut. Yep. And back, all right. Back to transgenders into the military. So mm-hmm. let's say for the record, let's say that they argue that it is right. Yada, yada, yada. All right. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know this, but military, they cover health care for all their soldiers. So that would mean that they right. now get a sex change operation, which is very, very expensive, paid for by our tax dollars. And that's the mm-hmm. reason why it was banned. Also, transgenders, as you probably know, they have a lot higher chance of being mentally unstable, which is something you they are if they're even thinking that in the first place. I'm just saying, they already are if they're transgender in the first place, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it, it just raises a whole nother level of suicide. I mean, veterans already get have high PTSD levels. They have high suicide rates compared to normal people. And you make a transgender right. a veteran, that's that's raising it a lot more. Right. Well, you know, and, and that's another thing. And, and I don't want to get super deep into this topic. Um but I, I feel like it's important to touch on it a little bit is in the military, you're training warriors, mm-hmm. okay? The, 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 the Spartans, the Romans, um, 
the Egyptians, their militaries, you know, back when they were superpowers of the world, the English, the French, you know, the, the Russians, they don't have psychologists. They don't have, you know, these pills and everything they give their soldiers. It was demanded of their soldiers that they did their duty, performed their duties well. And when they were done, they were treated like men. They weren't coddled. They weren't looked down upon. They weren't looked at as they were freaking useless. And in today, in our country, I mean, there's a reason why America is number one mm-hmm. in vet suicides. There's a reason why, which I bet a lot of people didn't know that. Look it up and double check me. But there's a reason why. We're at the top of the list. There's a reason why we are spending so much money on our military, but we don't even have the best military. And it's because we coddle soldiers. We, we send them to psychology or uh, psych, psychiatrists. We send them to doctors. We pump them full of pills. We go, okay, now go back out in the, in the world. And then the world looks down on them like scum. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no wonder. It's, it's sad to say and it's bad to say. But if you get back to traditional culture instead of a modern, you know, a, 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 a culture based in modernism, if you get back to that traditionalism, to where the men aren't having to compete with women, to where they're able to, you know, win women, to, to be able to have families, they're able to, to win their affections, you know, all the stuff that make us dream of, you know, knights or, you know, make us dream of the founding fathers and the patriots or, you know, make us dream of the old south with the aristocrats mm-hmm. and the, the, the gentlemen and the balls or make us dream about the old courts of England and France, you know. Is it's because we don't have that traditionalism culture anymore. We don't have it to where men are men, women are women. There's gender roles, and they they're both they both do it, and then they're both happy. Because so many people think a traditionalist culture means that women are oppressed. They're made to be almost like slaves. No, I mean it's nothing farther from the truth. Then you've got people attacking Christianity, which, as a whole, Christianity is the one that created the traditionalism type culture. Because if you look at the Bible and you really read through the Bible, that's what it says. But nobody nobody talks about that anymore. Everybody just talks about, oh, traditionalism means that women can't work. You know, underline can't right there. Mm-hmm. They can't have lives. The line can't again. They can't do this and this and this and this. And this is like, yeah, they can, but they don't want to. Like, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the thing. With, but, all the, with all the normalized this, they now make women feel like they're obligated to work in the future. And – saying that mm-hmm. women shouldn't be able to work in the future but i'm saying that they should at least have the option to still be a housewife and that's what they're taking away from right. modern, uh, but with what they're talking about now they're teaching us that women must work they must be in the workplace when i'm sure many of them if not probably a majority of them i'm pretty sure that they want to just be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife yeah yeah, but yeah, but because it is it, it's it's their there's their biological instinct. It is their human nature, it's built in. That's what they want to do. But then you've got birth control, mm-hmm. you've got um the promotion of feminism, you've got the promotion of women in the workplace, and then you've got this pumped into little girls' heads from the time they're born. Oh, I gotta go to school, you know, I gotta do this and this and this and this and this. If I do anything else, my parents are gonna be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then they're unhappy. By the time they're ready to get married and have kids at age like 30 or 40, they, they really can't. Or their kids have such a high risk of, um, of uh, um, problems, uh, mental problems, physical problems, uh, stuff like autism, 
you know, stuff like that, because these kids are predominantly, they're either A, born to older parents, or B, they're pumped full of chemicals when they're born, <laughs> either one. But the older parents, I mean, that's, that's why you have such a decline in a birth rate of white people in America. And that's why you have such an increase in minorities in America is because their whole culture isn't traditionalism. It's tribalism. It's expand your tribe. And it's, it's, very, it's very scary to see because getting rid of traditionalism is getting rid of the Bible, is getting rid of God, is getting rid of the family, is getting rid of people actually being a cohesive family unit together. And it's, just, it's destroyed our country. Our country, it would be, if anybody came back from the, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, they wouldn't recognize it. It's destroyed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the that's about as much as I want to talk about on that topic, because I, I do really I, I would love to continue the conversation uh, on that topic. But I do want to highlight a few more parts from the debates and with politics, it's really easy yeah, to absolutely. get distracted because every topic basically relates to each other. It is, it is. But back to the back to the debates. Obviously, we knew COVID was going to be a topic. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really wanted to change about Pence was when she started blaming COVID on Trump. I really wanted him to pin swine flu on Biden. Yeah, well, he he did briefly. He he made he made some comments about it, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that again. Did. Right, and again, he was he was too calm. If he had been more aggressive, you know, it would have been different. But he was too calm, and he made a couple comments about it. And anybody who was watching specifically for that would have caught it. Anybody that was just watching the debates in general would have missed it. It, it. He didn't, you know, well, I mean, basically, like you said, I wish he would have, I wish he made that a huge deal. Yeah. But uh, he really did. Before the debate, I was watching Tucker Carlson because that was what was on before the debate. And I really, he brought up a really good topic that I really wish that they highlighted in the debate. So you probably know this, but Kamala Harris is a gun control radical. I really oh, wish yeah. they talked about that, but they didn't. Yeah, well, right. Well, I mean, you got to think too. The, the the moderator of the debate was a Hillary Clinton staffer in twenty sixteen. She was she's she's been very uh, very much a liberal and a Democrat, and she was the one controlling the questions. I wish I wish Trump or not Trump. I wish Pence would have brought it up on his own, but I was not surprised at all that the moderator didn't have any questions yeah, about it. About the moderator also. I kind of found it weird that she had to point out that none of the questions have been shared with the candidates. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Chris Wallace did that too. It's just, I I wasn't even thinking about the questions getting shared about with the candidates at the time, but after they mentioned it, I was then. And I'm not going to say that they were shared with the candidates. I'm just going to say you saying that they were not shared with the candidates does not really reassure me that they weren't. Yeah. Or, you know, at least one specific uh, female candidate. Yep. And and she, the moderator was, I think you could tell that she was biased. I think everyone knows that she was biased. But Mike Penn, despite her, her being biased, he was so polite. It, yeah, he was. I I think that toward the end of the debate is uh, toward the end of the debate. Sorry, I'm having is is getting that time to where my brain starts freezing up a little bit. Um, but toward the end of the debate, I really think Mike Pence 
um, really came alive. I think he I, he came out swinging in the first part with a couple good mm-hmm. points, but toward the end of the uh, toward the end of it, he really was knocking mm-hmm. her up. I mean, as far as you know, uppercuts to the chin, he was just bang, 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 drilling points into her, and it rattled her. You could see that mm-hmm. she was very rattled. Yeah, and I I love how he. He wanted to, how he continued talking. He just, he finished off what he was saying. He started to wrap it up. And when he really wanted to talk about uh, that one thing at the end, I, I don't re- exactly remember what it was. I think it was about the military. But she said, mm-hmm. Vice President, your time is up. And he said, I really need to make this point. Yeah. Well, that, and then he, I, I love this tactic, okay? There was a couple times to where she would interrupt him, say, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Pence or Vice President Pence, your time's up. And he and then instead of talking to Kamala Harris, he'd immediately start talking to the moderator and go, but Susan, we got to talk about this and then talk about it to the moderator. And the moderator shut up Yep. because I don't know what was going through her head, but she was like, oh, he's talking to me. I'm important. Mm-hmm. And the way he did that was so cool and so calm. I was just like nailed it. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. When I watched the debate, I was kind of thinking, I, I, I was kind of hoping that we're, we're we uh, got Pence as president. Don't want anything to happen to Trump, but maybe maybe yeah. Pence twenty twenty four. I don't see that happening, unfortunately. But it would definitely be something that I would look forward to. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is you got to consider um, Pence definitely has the qualifications for it, but his personal views on a lot of stuff would immediately disqualify mm-hmm. him because the Republican Party has moved so far left. Um, yeah, his views on stuff like homosexuality, uh, women or, yeah, uh, women's choice, uh, specifically uh, to abortions and stuff like mm-hmm. that, yeah, that would automatically disqualify him from being a serious candidate. Yeah, and this is something that I'm sure that you can relate to. Uh, I, I really do not like it when people say, well, you know, it's not going to happen anyway, so we might as well just not fight for it when they're talking about abortion or yeah. gun rights. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, here's the thing. Just saying that it's not going to happen isn't good enough. You got to try to actually make sure that it doesn't happen because you might actually. Succeed. Right. And if you're not and if you're not speaking up against it, you're just basically giving it permission, even if you disagree with it. And a lot of people, they like to exactly. they like to say this about gun rights. They like to say you you gun owners need to make some compromises. Well, I do not compromise with my rights. That is just that's just my view. Maybe as so people, well, but I I will not compromise when it comes to my rights. Yeah, and and see, the thing that's bad is our parents have, our grandparents mm-hmm. have, uh, our great grandparents have. Our great-great-grandparents, they've all compromised on something. Our great-great-grandparents was income tax. They compromised on that. Our great-great-grandparents was um, uh, not only federal taxes, but stuff like the, the CIA being created. They compromised on that. They didn't want it. If you look at the polls, the American population did not want the CIA to be created. It was created mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, our grandparents compromised on communism. Our parents compromised on gun control and everything enacted and pushed through by the NRA um, under Reagan yep. in uh, 84 and 86. But, you know, our generation, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point, it's either we kiss this country goodbye, which it's already almost gone, or we stand up on the last little bit of it and say, 
that's far enough. You're not going any further. And not only that, we're coming straight at you because our backs are against the wall. And we either cower and let them smash down that wall and finish totally destroying this Mm -hmm. country. We stand up, not only fight back, but take the fight to them and get them the hell out of this country. That's something that I really agree with because people – a lot of people, they say that we need to make compromises, and that's where you lose the war. If you agree to make compromises, mm-hmm. you justify any change in the future. And exactly. You don't exactly. really... You, you know... The, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was saying, go, go, well, ahead. Uh, go ahead. What I was going to say is, once you compromise, you're finished. Because you cannot, you cannot lunge back and attack. You, you just accept your fate. So mm-hmm. you should not compromise. What you really should do is just keep on fighting for what you believe in. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that, and contrary to what a lot of people um, think, our nation was founded on Christianity. It wasn't founded on Judaism. wasn't founded on Islam. It wasn't founded on um, whatever religion a- Africans practice. It wasn't founded on uh, Hinduism. Buddhism, anything like that. It was founded mm-hmm. on Christianity. That's what made this nation so unique. Is It was created so you could worship Jesus Christ, God, God of the Bible, the way that you chose to worship him based on the Bible. You didn't have a government-sponsored church like the Church of England mm-hmm. coming after you if you didn't want to go do something. You didn't have the Catholic Church burning you at the stake if you wrote a book that was contrary mm-hmm. to them. It was where you could practice your Christianity based in the Bible, the way that you interpreted God, that that you interpreted God through what he wrote down, told you how to mm-hmm. practice it. And people forget that and people go, oh, America is the land of the free. You can do whatever you want. It's like, no, that's not, no, no, no. That's not even how this country was created. That's not why it started. But again, the the people that want power have twisted it. They've manipulated it. They've mangled that. And we have what we have now. And not only are we going to have to stand up, which I think for the vast majority of the people that stands up with our lives and hold what we got, we're also going to have to go and start taking stuff back. And it's going to require a lot of bloodshed and it's going to require a lot of bad press Shocker there. It's going to require a lot of time, effort, and it's going to require every single bit of your body. It's going to require every single bit of your resources. And even then, we might not win. And I think that that's terrifying people more than anything else is the fact that, oh, hey, we might not win. Because people are so conceited and so arrogant as Americans, especially when it comes to Christians, for whatever reason – they think that if America falls, the, not only does the entire world fall, but it ushers in the apocalypse. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you're kidding me. You know how many times huge mega countries in the past have fallen? Rome, you know, Greece, uh, you know, uh, France, England. They've all collapsed. And at the time, that was a superpower. It's like if we fall, that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket, you know? It, it, but for people to be so conceited to think that, oh, we're not going to fall because if we do, it's the end of the world. 
is total BS and is unrealistic. And when we fall, because we are going to fall, there's no doubt about it. It's just how we rebuild. That's the question. And when we fall, you know, those people are going to finally realize, oh, hey, maybe I should have paid attention in history class a little bit. More. Maybe I should have not freaked out about this. Maybe I should have trusted God a little bit more that he'd show me through it. And another thing is all these Christians are so panicked and paranoid about this. It almost makes you want to look at them and go, are you really a Christian? Because if you were, you shouldn't be scared. What's the worst they can do to you? Send you to heaven a little bit quicker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand the fight for our rights. A lot of people just think, okay, all we can do is vote. Uh, you can do a little bit more than vote. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say much more mm-hmm. about that because I, I I don't want my podcast to get banned. And exactly uh, for for legal purposes, that this has all been hypothetical. For legal purposes, it's all been hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I'll probably talk about uh, it with you on another episode, but it is getting a little bit late. I should probably be wrapping this up. Yeah. Yeah, well, Elizabeth Melted, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you asking me on here. It was a privilege and honor to be on here. I've been listening to your podcast episodes, and you've had some good mm-hmm. ones come out. Yeah, happy to have you on again. So, I want, yeah, I just, I just want to th- uh, thank you for asking me. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Well, uh, if you ask me, I think that we've we have a pretty juicy episode. Oh yeah, I think people are gonna get to the end and be like, "Whoa, what kind of roller coaster did I just ride on?" Yep, we we covered a lot of things. Uh, I, I do want to talk to you about gun control a little bit more, but that that'll have to be another time because that's a very very big topic and a very in depth yep. topic too. All right, well, see you later. Make sure to follow Pack and Patriots on Instagram at Packin underscore Patriots. And I'll see you on another episode of The Political Snowfall.